I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 66, Annie cuts her way through the maze and cardboard Bryn reveals her true self. To tackle Minute 66, we have Travis Bell of Watchmen Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Did I promise? Did I promise to my It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. Welcome back to Dave Made a Minute. This is Travis Bow from Watchmen Minute and Real Comic Heroes Podcast. I am your host for Minute 66, which starts with Gordo... Gordo. Gordon lassoing Bryn and ends with the left hand of doom retreating back into the hole from whence it came. So we've got got a lot more action in this minute. It uh it kind of goes back and forth between Gordon, Harry, uh Boom Guy and the cameraman. Um they're all in a kind of a corridor, hallway, cave-looking area with uh, cardboard Bryn. And then we have some scenes with Dave and Annie, and they're uh, going at the walls with uh, with the sword. So it kind of cuts between both uh, sets of, of characters. I'm going to talk about... Um, I'll start with... I'll start with uh, Gordon and his bunch. They, uh, like I said, they, Gordon lassos Bryn, and she kind of struggles against the rope, and it looks like, uh, kind of becomes a game of tug of war between Bryn, and then you've got Gordon and Harry at the rope, just kind of trying to keep her kind of in place, I guess. Uh, um, cardboard, you know, Bryn has the, her hands are tied because she's this puppet. So eventually her convulsing and and fighting against the the lasso kind of like maybe causes the uh the rope to come free from both uh, both of her hands and then once that happens once she's free we find out that uh Bryn just kind of explodes and is replaced by this uh this hand so basically we find out that uh Bryn is just a goddamn finger puppet so I I, I think this is meant to show us that this hand has been controlling Bryn the entire time. Like it has been the, – the hand has taken the form of Bryn or it, it's like the hand was controlling Bryn as if she was – Why are you doing this? A hand puppet. I don't have a choice. That's how I take it. I'm a puppet. So – The universe just sticks its hand up my butt and if I don't dance, people get hurt. We get to see the maze, you know, capital T, capital M, the maze – is now actively interacting with our heroes, uh, not just using the Minotaur as its herald. You know, now this this hand is here, and it's fighting against uh, Gordon and Harry, 
with the, the the rope that is now just tied around the middle finger. It's a it's a really good mix of like the live action actors, um, the real hand that that is uh, coming up out of the floor. Uh, yeah, like I said, blends well with the uh, in the wide shots with the real actors who are struggling to kind of in this tug of war with it. So we've got Gordon and Harry here. They're doing this tug of war with the the maze's hand, um, and I just realized that. It's a left hand, and as we know, Dave has lost a left hand. So uh, he's he lost the hand to the maze. So I don't think that's a coincidence that uh, both hands are left, and this hand is now you know it's part of the maze. It's uh, we assume that this hand belongs to the ultimate evil that is. He's more machine. Huh? At the heart of this thing. Twisted and evil. Um, we've got uh, the boom guy, like I said, and uh, cameraman. They're uh, they're just these consummate professionals. Like both of them are still doing their jobs. Um, at first, I thought that it looked weird because the boom guy looks like he's really struggling to to do his part. Then I realized that uh, he also has a hand on the rope, so he's holding the boom out one handed and has. His uh, left hand, you know, also on the rope. So really, what I'm saying is, uh, Boom Guy here is uh, impressive. The most impressive. He's he's like a goddamn hero. Um, he's the Wedge Antilles of this picture. So the last thing we kind of get with uh, with Gordon and the boys is they're having this struggle with the hand, and it seems to be affected by. Um, actions that that Annie and Dave are, are taking, because as they progress with their mission, this hand here at the end of the minute, it's going to start to retract back into the hole that it uh, popped out of, and it kind of has this pinkish red lit smoke that is kind of billowing around it, and it just starts to to sink back into the hole, and that's where the minute ends. Another thing I really love about the uh, the tug of war with the hand, it uh, at, at a certain point they do this wide shot where they pull back, and it kind of reminds me of an eighties or nineties you know video game side scroller, um, just because it's it's completely side on, and you get to see both the hand in the shot as well as our our live you know actors. So I think that's it for. Gordon versus the hand. So let's jump back to the beginning of the minute and we'll take a look at this uh, this minute um, following Dave and Annie. So the first thing we see is uh, the sword blade as it's cutting through cardboard. And then we see Annie and she's driving the sword, you know, through uh, through one of the walls. And then the two of them kind of burst through a, a wall covered in playing cards. So there's this montage sort of thing with uh, Dave and Annie just driving further through this uh, this maze, just, just cutting through walls. For the record, second five, they're in the triangle room, seen in minutes 26 and 27. Second nine, they're in the playing card room, seen in minutes 17 and 18. In second 13, there's a reverse shot where they're still in the triangle room, so a little editing mistake there. Second 23, they're at a room with a fish wall that we haven't seen. Second 24, they're at a room with a planet wall that we haven't seen. Second 25, they're at a stretchy wall. 
which was done by projecting cardboard onto that British High Society drama James Bond silhouette screen that we saw in minutes 41 and 42. Second 31, they're in the cave room, seen in minutes 52 to 54. Oh, and then we see the close-up of Annie stabbing the keyboard box that we saw in minute 18. And once again, I will note, the man on the keyboard box is director Bill Watterson. Second 32, they're in the rectangle room, possibly the room where the was the maze within the maze, or another one from earlier. And this is the one that bleeds when Annie stabs it. Then second 38, uh, another shot of rectangles. And in a series of five stabs, it's some sort of nondescript cardboard walls that don't have themes to them. And then second 43, we get a long shot through the cuts, with the far end being the heart of the maze where all the cloth is hanging, and the only recognizable wall is the playing card wall. But it's not actually Dave that's doing any of the cutting. We uh, Annie's the only Annie, Annie's the one, you know, wielding the sword. Um, I like to think that. On a metaphorical level, this is her physically cutting through Dave's bullshit. You know, this 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 whole maze is Dave's you know creation, and and like I said in one of my in my first minute that I was on, um, the 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 maze is how Dave is coping with his thirties and being an adult. Um, this is Annie's response to that. She's just kind of done with his his shit and and the fact that he needs to grow up and so she's just going to cut to the heart of the maze. So, there that is. So we get this repetitive use of of stabbing through cardboard and not repetitive in a bad way. I'm sure budget-wise, it was a lot more economical to show uh, the close-ups of the sword going through and slicing and because um, you don't really need the actors for that. A lot of the shots are just uh, close-ups, so those were probably uh, pickup shots done done by maybe shot with a second unit. Um, I'm not sure if they had a second unit on this uh, on this film. Might have been the principal actors, but it was probably you know the director and and someone else just running the sword through the walls. Um, and I know with some of the uh, the interviews that Robert has done. At the start of this uh, this show, they would talk about their sets and how the, the fact that they would have to tear them apart, you know, destroy them once they were done. So they had to kind of make use of them as much as they could. So I imagine that throughout production, if they were had a section of wall that they were that was from a set that they were going to destroy, they probably used that time to before throwing it away. It, there's a good chance that they would have said. You know, hey, let's do a close up on this wall, run a sword through it, uh, you know, slice it, rip it up in half, and then we'll move on. Um, certainly, with uh, a wall like the one we see Dave and Annie split in half, uh, it's covered with the uh, playing cards. You know, they probably didn't make that wall twice. So if we saw it earlier, at the end of the day, they probably filmed, you know, that section of it being destroyed for this scene. So I think, you know, this montage is made up of previous sets that have, that are now being shown one one final time. Um, At a certain point, she stabs one section of wall and the wall starts to bleed. I think it's important to note that I think this may be the first time that we've seen real blood. Um, that's not red yarn or confetti. Correction. It's not the first time. 
In minute 16, Gordon cut his finger, and a single drop of blood was sucked into the cardboard. And it's interesting that it comes from the cardboard. So is it the blood of the real victims that this maze has claimed? Uh, I kind of like to think so. So ultimately, uh, Dave and Annie make it to uh, what I believe is the uh, center of the maze. Uh, Dave has the chrysalis in his hand, and so they enter this uh, kind of final uh, chamber. It's uh, It's got a lot of uh, lights strung up. There's some gauzy material, some different types of fabric kind of hanging, you know, just uh, there's a there's a romantic element to this space. Um, we'll probably think you'll find the, the purpose of this room maybe next week. So last time I was on, minute 31, started with Annie and she's in the perspective room. She spends the entire minute and... Most of our other characters here also spend that minute, you know, being perplexed by this perspective room and uh, its crazy laws of nature and, and how it works. And that minute ends with her exclaiming to Dave as he enters, you know, what have you done? And now, an additional 30 minutes into the movie, now they rush in here. And this time she still looks around the the room a bit. Um, but the wide-eyed, innocent wonder is completely gone from Annie. You know, now she's looking around the room with with purpose. It, she's looking for resources, uh, tools, you know, perhaps weapons, that sort of thing. Like, she she's given up, or not even given up, but she's unfazed, I guess, by the, the magic of this place. And she's she's determined now. So they're in this room, and it does kind of end on a uh, a MacGruber vibe. Um, he uh, he points to this box and says, "We need that, that box, box in, in the, the center." So she uh, she grabs the box and says, "You got it, babe." And it, it just has this very uh, MacGruber, you know, quality about it. If you're not familiar with MacGruber, it's the SNL skit with Will Forte and. Kristen Wiig usually and and usually a guest, you know, always features uh, them trying to gather materials to so that they can escape a, a room that's about to blow up, and um, just uh, the Kristen Wiig character would always be the one collecting the items for MacGruber, and of course it always ends with the uh, whatever room they're in exploding. So um, that's kind of where this. Uh, minute is going to end. I talked about the struggle that Gordon has with uh, with the hand, and it, it ends with them um, as the hand starts to draw into this uh, the hole. Um, Dave and Annie's little section ends with them uh, preparing for something in this room. Um, it involves that box being in the center, and like I said, I think they are they are in the center of the maze, so their mission has been to get the chrysalis into the center. So I think they've accomplished that here, and I guess you'll get to see next week what happens with that. So that's all I have for episode 66 of Dave Made a Minute. I have been Travis Bow. You can find me on Twitter at that Travis Bow. You, you can listen to my shows, Real Comic Heroes, where I talk about comic book movies, and you can listen to Watchmen a Minute, 
where I talk about the movie Watchmen one minute at a time. Thanks to Robert Black for having us uh, take part in this uh, crazy journey of Dave made a maze. And it's been fun uh, going through it minute by minute uh, with all the various hosts. And it's been fun getting to host a few of these. So that is where I will end it. And in the immortal words of Bryn, how about a high five? And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can... We can finish this maze! Who is with me? That was Travis Bow of Watchmen Minute taking on Minute 66 of Dave Made a Maze. Travis has escaped the maze. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel of Better Off Dead Minute taking on Minute 67. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? This baby's gonna blow in three seconds! We can do this! Jojo, hand me that old bucket filled with bum sperm! No!